It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Trump joyride blowback. Was his Secret Service detail put at risk for a photo op? Reckless and irresponsible. Then, I learned a lot about COVID. The president's experimental COVID-19 treatment. It's a chemistry experiment to have all these medications in one person at one time. Could the steroid drug be altering his judgment? And... White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany, the latest stricken with COVID-19. And new information on the White House super spreader event. Hugging, shaking hands. Who will be next? Is there panic over who could be infected? Plus, are these diehard Trump supporters still backing the president? How many of you would go to a Trump rally today? Then, this businessman has taken 44 flights since the pandemic. How he stays COVID-19 free. And you don't need a mask all the time. What Alec Baldwin is saying today about mocking the president during his medical crisis. There is considerable criticism from some people. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. President Trump tweeted this afternoon that he is leaving Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. He says he feels, quote, really good, and he's been touting the medications he's been taking. The news comes as the president is under withering criticism for his Sunday afternoon joyride in a hermetically sealed SUV. Some say putting his Secret Service detail at great risk so he could wave to supporters. The president's joyride around Walter Reed Medical Center is being slammed today as reckless and irresponsible. This was completely unnecessary. His physician should have said no. According to reports, the president is frustrated at being cooped up in the hospital. He thinks it makes him look weak. The White House posted these photos in two different settings with the captions, the president working away. Nothing can stop him from working. But the timestamps show they were taken just 10 minutes apart, one at 5.25 p.m. on Saturday, the other at 5.35 p.m. In this photo, he sure seems to be signing a blank sheet of paper. This is an incredible hospital. Sunday evening, he posted a video on Twitter looking fit and well. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it. And he I reportedly it. wanted to be and discharged. It's... And when doctors said no, the joyride was a compromise. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. Five minutes later, surprise. There is concern today, not just for the president, but for the two Secret Service agents driving him. They wore gowns and 95 masks and face shields. But was it enough? That's not any vehicle. That's a hermetically sealed vehicle that is designed to be impenetrable to chemical weapon attacks. 
Therefore, the amount of circulation inside is even poorer than we would expect from a normal vehicle. Dr. James Phillips, an attending physician at Walter Reed Medical Center, tweeted, they may get sick, they may die for political theater. This is insanity. We spoke to the doctor's host, Dr. Ian Smith. Even those who are masked and shielded, they're still at risk for contracting the virus. How is that responsible? These people have families. They have loved ones. You're not just putting them at risk. You're putting their loved ones at risk. The situation is clearly frustrating White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. He was photographed outside the hospital looking exasperated. He reportedly got chewed out by the president for this frank assessment on Saturday. Yesterday morning, we were, we were real concerned with that. You know, he had a, a fever and uh, his blood oxygen level had dropped uh, rapidly. Today, Meadows had a much rosier outlook. Based on his unbelievable progress and, and how strong he's been in terms of uh, his fight against this COVID-19 disease, that he will be released. But that decision won't be made until later today. And today, the president defended the ride around the block, saying the vehicle was secure. He also says if he hadn't taken the time to thank his supporters who'd been standing outside for hours, the media, he says, would have called him rude. The president's doctors are coming under criticism, both for their shifting narrative regarding the president's condition and out of concern for the drugs Mr. Trump is being given, a still experimental antibody cocktail, the antiviral drug remdesivir, and a strong steroid. Is the president sicker than they say? And what about the possible side effects? Here's Stephen Fabian. It's been a very interesting journey. President Trump is being treated for COVID-19 with a drug that experts say could trigger manic behavior. Today, the Washington Post even called for Trump to cede temporary power to the vice president. Trump should follow the process outlined in the 25th Amendment. Until Trump recovers, Vice President Pence should be in charge. Of special concern is the steroid dexamethasone. Giving high-dose steroids can lead to manic behavior. Uh, it's a known complication of being on steroids for any condition, and physicians have a lot of experience with it, so they watch for it carefully. Is that any kind of state that you'd want the president in? You don't want the president making big decisions um, if they're at a steroid high, uh, but that may not be happening with the president. Some are wondering whether a Twitter storm he posted today of campaign slogans, plus his controversial joyride Sunday, may have been triggered by his medication. The World Health Organization recommends that dexamethasone only be given to patients with severe and critical COVID-19. So how sick is the president? According to Vanity Fair magazine, before he was flown from the White House to Walter Reed, Trump reportedly asked, am I going out like Stan? That appears to be a reference to his friend Stanley Chera, who died from COVID-19 last April. According to reports, the president may be the only patient in the world to be getting this cocktail of experimental drugs used to treat COVID-19 all at once. It's a kitchen sink approach to recovery that's causing some concern among some medical experts. In addition to dexamethasone, the president is also taking the antiviral drug remdesivir and Regeneron Cove 2, for which he had to obtain compassionate use permission by the drug company Regeneron. Is it safe to be on all these different treatments at the same time? We don't know. 
It's a chemistry experiment to have all these medications in one person at one time. That stated, each of these medications makes a lot of sense. He's also taking zinc, vitamin D, melatonin, the antiacid pepsin, and aspirin to keep the fever down. And the president's press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, announced today that she, too, has tested positive for COVID-19. That brings the list to at least 10 infected people who attended last Thursday's ceremony, announcing Judge Amy Coney Barrett's nomination to the Supreme Court. Amber Cagliano has more on what's being called a super spreader event. Add White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany to the list of President Trump's inner circle stricken with COVID-19. I tested positive for COVID-19 on Monday morning while experiencing no symptoms, McEnany announced today. McEnany's revelation is outraging the White House press corps who note that McEnany actually removed her mask as she briefed reporters Sunday on the president's condition. It's outrageous. This is a sign of how the White House thinks that the rules do not apply to them. It j- just goes to show uh, how pernicious uh, this uh, this virus can be. Now that she has tested positive, uh, perhaps a, a test for me is in the offing. The White House press office was deserted today. CBS White House correspondent Ben Tracy tweeted, I felt safer reporting in North Korea than I currently do reporting at the White House. This is just crazy. I spoke to Tracy today. What's the mood inside the White House? Is there panic over who could be infected? There's certainly a lot of confusion here in the White House because there just has not been a lot of information provided even to people who work here about who has been infected, about how they should go get tested or what kind of contact tracing is being done. Nine days ago, McEnany attended the Rose Garden event when President Trump nominated Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Some are wondering whether this was the super spreader event. We know they did not follow CDC guidelines. This is not surprising. At least 10 power brokers at the event have since tested positive for coronavirus. They include President Trump and the First Lady, two U.S. senators, Senator Mike Lee and Tom Tillis, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, University of Notre Dame President John Jenkins, who is now apologizing for not wearing a mask, and and Kellyanne Conway, who only disclosed her diagnosis after her 15-year-old daughter Claudia announced it on TikTok. Look at all that handshaking and hugging. Very few masks. Shockingly, people here at the White House are still not universally wearing masks. In New Jersey, health officials are scrambling to try to contact the nearly 200 people at a fundraiser hosted by the president. While critics complain it was risky to even hold the event, knowing that Trump aide Hope Hicks had come down with COVID. The supporters we spoke with say it doesn't change their vote. Here's Les Trent. We are at Trump National. They are big-time Trump supporters. Now the question is, were they exposed to COVID-19 at the president's New Jersey fundraiser? This YouTube video shows guests arriving for the fundraiser, which was held last Thursday at the president's country club in Bedminster, New Jersey. Little COVID testing going on to go see the president. At the request of state health officials, the White House has given up the names of more than 200 people who attended that fundraiser. Now contact tracers are reaching out to all of them, advising them to self-monitor for symptoms and quarantine if they came into close contact with the president. 
I never came in between more than six feet from the president, myself. Dallas-based mortgage expert Daniel Hux attended the event. I'm wondering today if you have any concerns, considering we now know that the president is positive and a lot of people around him. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, no concerns at all here. The event, they had a enormous safety precautions uh, in place, and uh, they did follow through with those enormous safety precautions. I still feel very well today. Uh, I am going to be tested again Wednesday morning. Are you self-isolating? I am. I am. That, that's why I don't have the best uh, sound system here or uh, uh, lighting system. Charlie Colleen also attended. When I heard the president was exposed, uh, I did self-quarantine. And I was tested yesterday and got a negative result. Inside Edition has learned that every guest was sent this email after the president tested positive. Out of an abundance of caution, we want to call this to your attention. Please be reminded that no attendees were allowed within six feet of President Trump at the event. They were also advised to seek medical attention if you or any of your loved ones is ill or develops a fever, shortness of breath, or other respiratory symptoms. We're Trumpers. Trump! Trump. We gathered these diehard Trump supporters and asked them whether the president contracting COVID-19 after months of downplaying the pandemic changed their opinion. Show of hands, how many of you would go to a Trump rally today? Yes, yes, yes. Trump, Trump, Trump. We love Trump. This is a man I admired all my life. He is he was the epitome of the American dream. He is so strong and he'll, he'll get through it. It's cool. It's all cool. An NBC News Wall Street Journal poll released on Sunday shows Joe Biden has a 14-point lead over Donald Trump after the first presidential debate. Next. You don't need a mask all the time. What Alec Baldwin is saying today about mocking the president during his medical crisis. There is considerable criticism from some people. Then, this businessman has taken 44 flights since the pandemic. How he stays COVID-19 free. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Talking loud in COVID-19. You're shouting a tiny bit. The virus gets circulated. Next, Inside Edition from the president. My experts say speaking in a loud voice can spread the virus. That seems to be uh, the recipe for disaster. Then, the black market miracle drug used to treat coronavirus. You won't believe how much money some people are paying to get their hands on the stuff. And it's not even for COVID-19. Next, Inside Edition. Saturday Night Live was back in the studio for the first time in months. And as predicted, the current political turmoil was fodder. And based on the ratings, people were eager to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Rock. The ratings are in. 7.8 million viewers tuned in to SNL's first live show since the pandemic making it the most watched season premiere since 2016. But now SNL is facing backlash for making jokes about President Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis. President Trump's in the hospital uh, from COVID, and I just want to say my heart goes out to COVID. I'm all for good comedy, but is this appropriate? I, I just don't know that this is funny, frankly. The China virus has been very mean to me in being a hoax. And that statement is something that I will, it will probably come back to haunt me later this week. 
Alec Baldwin, who returned as President Trump, posted this video on social media. So if there was ever the suggestion that Trump was truly gravely ill, if people said, oh, Trump is really in trouble, then I would bet you everything I had that we wouldn't even get near that in terms of the, 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 the content of the show. Nobody thought that they were uh, um, mocking somebody's illness. Jim Carrey guest starred as Joe Biden. You just shut up, man. <laughs> and that's Maya Rudolph as his running mate, Kamala Harris. Let Mama go to work. Everyone in the audience had to pass a rapid COVID test and wear a mask. Each band member sat behind a plexiglass partition, and during a commercial break, stagehands could be seen wiping down the weekend update desk. All to keep the big season premiere as safe as possible. And SNL promises new live shows every weekend until the election. Still to come, this businessman has taken 44 flights since the pandemic. How he stays COVID-19 free. This busy CEO says staying grounded isn't an option. He's flown more than 40 times during the pandemic and has been COVID free. Here's how he stays safe. This frequent flyer isn't letting the coronavirus keep him grounded. I do a diary of a day of a CEO. Mika Maninen is about to board his 44th flight since the pandemic began. Even though airlines say they disinfect every flight, once on board, the 52-year-old CEO goes into cleaning mode, wiping down the seat belt, air vents, tray table, armrests, headrests, you name it. He then settles down with his computer and a fresh set of gloves. When he lands, the businessman often quarantines in his hotel room. I've been home less than 15 nights this year. Everything gets a wipe down. The phone, chair, light switches. I'll do all the door handles. As boss of an organic yogurt company called Halza, he's required to be on the road pretty much nonstop. Since the pandemic started, he has flown to 38 cities all over the U.S. Dallas, Philly. And with all those travels, you he know, remains COVID-free. Mika has got his travel routine down pat. He always opts for paper boarding passes to avoid the risk of contracting COVID from someone else's cell phone. Back in New York Sunday, I'll be in Chicago Tuesday, and then Friday I will go to Seattle. But with airports getting more crowded, social distancing is challenging. I always look for a place that there's nobody else. Usually after a flight departs, the waiting area is empty. Perfect. Then once again, he wipes down the entire seat. Look at that wipe. He wears multiple layers of gloves that are easy to peel off. He also packs many masks that he changes every four hours. Mika avoids eating at the airport. I don't know who's been touching the bottle. At the airport, I also wipe down the water bottle. He also limits drinking to avoid the need to use the bathroom on the plane. His flight was packed. Even the middle seats. He says he isn't worried about the air since it's filtered and circulated. But with all the precautions he takes against the invisible enemy, he realizes that at some point it comes down to blind luck. You do all you can and then you just kind of hope and pray at the end. 
Wow, we wish him luck. Mika says when he gets home, his wife makes him stay on the opposite side of the house. When we come back, a happy dance that's gone viral. Finally today, it is not easy finding a job right now, which explains this moment of joy. It's the happy dance going viral. Kalea Jones has been jobless since the pandemic, so she was really excited to score a job interview at a sports bar in Atlanta, as seen in this security camera video. She must have known she nailed the job because as soon as she left, another security camera caught her dancing with joy. Yep, she got the job. And that's really something to dance about. Yay for her. And that is Inside Edition for today. We thank you for watching. Stay safe. Wear your mask. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.